0: If you have this idea, learn about it, learn all the aspects of it, learn all the nuances about it, learn all the different components that will go into making you successful. Are you going to be successful right out of the gate? Possibly, but probably not. So don't be afraid to say that didn't work. I need to learn why that didn't work. Come away from that, do some more homework, and then reapply to it. Creative Chats Podcast with Mike Brennan.
1: Welcome, friends, to another episode of Creative Chats. It's the podcast for artists, makers, and content creators where we talk about creativity, the creative process, and story. I'm your host, Mike Brennan. You can connect with me over on Instagram, I'm at MikeBone, or on my website, which is MikeBrennan.me. Hey, I'd love for you to stop by DailyCreativeHabit.com. I've created several resources with you in mind as a creative person. First, there's a link to our free private Facebook group called Daily Creative Habit. It is filled with creatives of all types who have raised their hands to say, I want to show up more consistently for my creativity and craft. And so if that's you, we would love to see you as part of this group. There's also a link to receive our free Daily Creative Habit email newsletter. This goes out twice a week and is filled with resources and inspiration and daily prompts for you as a creative person to make sure that you keep showing up every single day for your creativity. And lastly, there's a link out to the new Daily Creative Habit Guided Creativity Journal. And this is something that I'm really excited about because it's a 90-day journey that you can go on that guides you to plan and show up for your creativity and help you track and help you measure and figure out exactly what it is that you want to do and how you want to do it. This is available right now through Amazon.com. You know, sometimes you have this idea and you're just not sure how to carry it out. There just seems to be so many obstacles and knowledge gaps and maybe relationship gaps and you're not sure even how to take next steps. Well, I got to speak with Brian Ware of the Crayon Initiative today and thankfully, he didn't let any of those things stop him. You know, he had this idea of taking crayons that were busted and honestly would have been filling the landfill, and he said, how can we take these crayons and recycle them and repurpose them? And so he started this initiative to collect these crayons and then melt them down and reform them and recycle them and then get them in the hands of children in hospitals. And I absolutely love this initiative. I love that he did not let things jump in his way, block his path, but he figured out how to do this. And he and I talk about the journey of that, what that looked like from the idea to carrying out the execution of this idea, some of the people along the way who helped him and continue to help him. And some stories of just how some lives have been changed by this initiative and continue to be. So uh, I hope that you listen in closely to this episode because it's greatly encouraging and inspiring. And I hope that it, it, it speaks to you and says, you know, if you have an idea to, to carry out to create something and just let it be something that you follow up and follow through on so that the people around you can benefit from your creative ideas. So without further ado, here is my Creative Chat with Brian Ware. Well, Brian, welcome to the Creative Chats podcast. Thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. So Brian, I'm excited to talk to you today because uh, I came upon your Project here, your your company, and it, it's just really fascinating to me, and it speaks to my heart as a creative person. um So, uh, with you know, with that said, <laughs> when you introduce yourself and you introduce the initiative, like give us the little soundbite of like who you are, what you do.
0: Sure, uh, my name is Brian Ware, and I'm the founder of the Crane Initiative. I have, you know, day jobs and stuff like that that pay the bills, but um, you know, they, the heart goes after art and uh, allowed me to create, you know, I had time to create the crayon initiative, which has been great. Awesome. Awesome. So explain like, what exactly is the
1: crayon initiative?
0: Sure. The crayon initiative, we take used and unwanted crayons that we then sort by color, melt them down to make new crayons that get donated to children's hospitals all across the US. Awesome. I love that. And like, where did this idea come from? (laughs) This idea? uh, It's been been a long road. But uh, back at uh, my 40th birthday party, we go out um, for dinner, the family, and my wife's a school teacher, we were having conversations about what basically what's it going to cost to be a school teacher this year, and art was cut from the California budget in 2011 and that to me was a big issue because art's pretty much what kept me in school through my um all my years of schooling to be honest with you i paid for college through graphic design work so our art was always near and dear to my heart and then when they cut it from the school budget it was one of those things how do we give back to the arts and you know allow people that creative expression that art provides us which quite frankly You know, saved me through school, Mm. kept me involved. Yeah,
1: I love it. Uh, I have the graphic design background as well, so we kind of have overlap there. And uh, I totally know what you mean as far as, you know, art being something that it just, it feeds you, you know, and it helps you be grounded. Um, And so it's, it's hard when you have budget cuts in those areas and you're seeing that being kind of taken away or stripped back for, for the younger generations. Um, So like, specifically with where the tie is to the the kind of crayons that are being discarded, right? Because we've all had those bins that like, okay, they're broken, they're nubs, they're whatever, and people are just pretty much thinking, okay, I'm going to discard these, right? So you're thinking, okay, take these pieces of crayon, melt them down, and then make new ones out of the old, correct?
0: Correct. Yeah. The The dinner i was referring to with my birthday um i guess that one of the little pieces i left out was we were we were coloring with the crayons at at the table um one of those you know paper yeah uh, tablecloths so we were just coloring my kids were six and eight at the time so why then um but during that conversation it's like well okay we have free supplies here what do we do with this raw material the wax of these used crayons so I actually took those crayons home. Um, I get up in the middle of the night a lot of times with these harebrained ideas and start <laughs> scouring the internet. And so at about two in the morning or something, I was scouring like, somebody's got to recycle crayons. I mean, it's it has to exist. And I found that it didn't. So that tangible of basically free raw materials, my background's Manufacturing and supply chain and that type of stuff. So, I'm looking at it as if the inbound is free, we should be able to do something with these used crayons from restaurants. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what kicked it off. Um, schools, other scouts, you know, community groups, et cetera, started cleaning out drawers and sending in crayons uh, to us to start producing these with. Mm, that's amazing. So, it's really like,
1: it, you coming around this problem that you see and seeing, Hey, nobody else is doing this. And I think I, I have to create the way forward. Right. Um, so like in terms of, um, actually getting this thing going, right. So you, you have this idea, you do the research, you find out, okay, there's nobody doing this particular thing, but there's somebody who can help you with the actual, um, melting down and, and that, you know, physical portion of it. Right. So, then what comes next like how do you do you just put a call out to say hey um i mean like you know what I mean? like how do you how does someone actually go from the idea to that to going okay now i have people who know about this and are contributing to this
0: yeah it's been a wild ride to say the least at the beginning this was back in 2011 and the crayons actually sat on my desk for a couple of years and friends kind of pushed me and so in 2013 I started really researching like okay h- how do we recycle cr- what would we do what would be the process um so we started doing it i had some a bunch of help along the way from that aspect of just trial and error different things that would work wouldn't work cuz like you said nobody did this so i yeah. like how what i don't know what to do Let, I have a background in this, but okay, I saw something like this. So why don't we try that? See if it works. Um, Little things of getting the paper off, et cetera, things like that. We thought, well, we just cut off the paper. How difficult could that that be? (laughs) But then you start talking millions and millions of crayons. It's like, well, that's not going to work. We tried pulverizing it in food processors to see if we could separate out the paper somehow that didn't work so we just kept trying new and new things and as we were going through that trial we were gaining a little bit of traction not much but a little bit plus we didn't want a lot at this point because we didn't know what to do with the crayons right and a local newspaper basically did an article about us back then things are on just like today um, these articles show up on the internet And so we started overnight getting thousands of pounds a week. I mean, it went from us just trying and playing with a couple bags of crayons of what we can do to everybody found a place to discard their used crayons. And we just overnight started getting all these crayons coming in. Wow. Originally, we started with restaurants, um, as we talked about, but it became very difficult with restaurants because if a general manager or whoever was spearheading the project at their restaurant disappeared, that restaurant pretty much died off um, from contributing. And from these articles that were coming out, schools were like, well, we have end of the year cleanup. Can we send you crayons? Um, You know, Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts were doing different things. Is it all right if we send you crayons? And so we very quickly learned that it was a we don't care their supplies send us the Mm -hmm. materials we'll do something with it so uh it grew very quickly from all the PR and the various pieces that went around it
1: Mm. I love that Kind of
0: long-winded there no no no
1: (laughs) totally totally and and I love it because it's in the details of this that I think sometimes people can get a better understanding um and my hope too is that like you know if somebody is listening and they're thinking you know I have this idea but I don't really know what to do with it. I don't know how to carry this out." And it gnaws at them. To hear other people's journeys and stories and experiences i think is helpful so that it encourages them to keep going to push forward and to try to solve the problem that's before them um and hearing even for you to go okay you tried these different methods in the beginning and going okay this didn't work and that didn't work but to keep on it and to figure out okay we're going to find a way forward and you know i'm assuming it sounds very organic as far as the way that some of that stuff happened where you didn't necessarily have this plan in mind and everything kind of went according to the plan and then you know you arrived at the destination
0: (laughs) no no didn't go according to plan that is for sure and we're still evolving and I mean you bring up a very good point and some of the cool things that I've gotten out of this forget the crayons forget all that stuff is talking to a lot of people about exactly what you're saying of if you have an idea don't be afraid like yeah To me, you know, it's been difficult in the fact that part of my mantra is failure is not an option, and it's always been so it's like, okay, we're going to go down this path. But to your point of failure is not an option, so we're evolving. What we're doing today is not what we were doing six months ago, which is not what we were doing eight years ago. So everything is evolving. What worked then doesn't work today. Yeah. But you learn something from it. Don't be afraid to try it. Yeah, you learn something from it. Absolutely. um, And so we've just evolved as we've gone. You know, people come into our facility, factory, et cetera, and they're like, oh, my God, how'd you do this? I'm like, well, it wasn't this way yet. You know, when we started, it was that doesn't work or we need to be more efficient or we got to do this so we made little little nuanced changes over and over and over again to get to where we are today Yeah. and any project you know that you want to undertake start something small and grow it and grow it and grow it and evolve to be able to grow it properly the way that you see your vision Mm -hmm. yeah
1: yeah i love that and i think that's that's so needed for us to to keep that in mind because so many times we're so stuck at whatever the stage is right before us and we're so um just involved with trying to solve the most current problem that we can lose sight of the actual journey of the process that's unfolding um and take you know encouragement where we can to say hey yeah we're if I look back, I'm not where I was, you know, five years ago, 10 years ago, there has been that evolution. And I think that's to
0: to keep pushing and keep growing like that is so important. And you can't get lost. I have a problem of getting lost of looking too far ahead, mm-hmm. right? So you got to have that balance of take the little wins along the way. And even if it's not a win, take it as a learning experience along the way that it takes a lot of little steps to get to the end, not just one giant step. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I love that as you were relaying the story and your experiences, you know, that's showing itself. Um, you, you were practicing that as you went. Maybe it was unconsciously, or, you know, but that was certainly part of your process. And I'm just wondering, too, like in the conversation that when this idea came about and you figuring out, OK, how do we move forward in this? Was it always your um, was it always in the conversation from the beginning as far as where you were going to deliver these crayons to the children in hospitals and, or was that something that shifted along the way where there was an experience or some other thing that happened to bring light to that?
0: It did shift a little bit um, along the way from the initial concept. Once we started to evolve what we were gonna do, the hospitals were always kind of that point of where we're gonna distribute crayons. Early on, as I mentioned, you know, the idea was about how art was cut from the school budgets. And so the question was, how do we give back? And in California, our school district, we live in a pretty upper, you know, middle class area. But the way that we were zoned, you know, decades ago, we actually are the third lowest district to receive funding from the state so with that said was okay if we said that we're going to give to schools we're going to start at the lowest funded district and work our way backwards right and i'm like danville kids i'm i'm not giving free grants to danville kids but they're the third on the list that should be receiving them so how do we get into that and i also did not want to get into with schools crayons as a whole, as as important of a tool as they are, it's a commodity item. So I didn't want to be getting into write a grant so I can give you $3.52 worth of crayons. Like, that just didn't make sense to me. So I was looking for an avenue that we could give, I don't want to call it blindly, but just you fit this bucket, you're going to get our crayons. Um, And a good friend of ours uh, worked as a child life specialist at UCSF uh, children's Hospital I was like what about hospitals and so I started researching children's hospitals and how to give besides our kids being born we never had the experience of you know a five-year-old or six-year-old going through cancer and being in hospitals for six months at a time that's not what the experience was but I just started to learn more and more, about the hospital experience and what a difference we could make to those children mm-hmm. love that
1: are there any like stories or maybe personal experiences you've had that you can share that are are direct results of the work that you're doing as far as like seeing the kids
0: you know with the crayons or, or seeing the impact that it was made sure I, I've been involved with a lot of kids not nearly as much as I'd like to today just because I haven't at the beginning, I hand delivered to all these different hospitals. So I got Mm -hmm. to meet a bunch of kids. Um, And it's amazing to see, you know, their, their eyes just light up. I've had experiences with littler ones, you know, two and a half, let's say that never held a crayon before, and you just show them the color hitting the paper, and you can rub with them, and you can draw with them, and you can do all these different things. And just the eyes that light up and start, you know, they just grab the crayon. They're not drawing anything specific, but they see the color get on the paper, and it's like the best thing in the world, you know, and they completely forget about what they're going through. So we have those situations to the sad situations of I have five pictures on five size pictures of kids on our wall that we've given grants to. And unfortunately, two of them have passed, but the parents will say that the last time they saw their child smile was using our crayons. Mm. So as sad as that story is, which is very sad, we don't want to lose any of these kids, but to know that we brought a little bit of joy during their hospital stay uh, while they're experiencing something that nobody should have to experience. And we brought that smile to them we know that we're doing something right Mm -hmm. and it drives me to do more yeah yeah
1: i think at the end of the day right that's the thing that is the bullseye and the target right because along the way you're solving problems right you're like there are these crayons they're getting discarded there we don't want them to be in landfill we want to recycle we want like that whole end of things and then trying to figure out the logistics of all that but all of that, even in the satisfaction of going, okay, I had this idea now I'm seeing it come to fruition. The payoff then is yes, a crayon in a child's hand and having those experiences in those moments, knowing that there is actually an impact that's happening on that level. I mean, that's gotta be, that's gotta feel amazing to know that you pushing through on your idea initially led to those moments and all the people who joined you along the way um were able to contribute to that as well i mean um i I don't want that to go by too quickly because i think again going back to if somebody's listening and they have this idea and they're thinking you know who am i to do this or how do i do this or they just get overwhelmed um to to know that when that idea is acted upon and it's it's activated um that there's actually people waiting for what change can happen as
0: a result and uh, that's a a beautiful thing right It, it is and to know that the difference that you can make and i you know there's very few ideas over the years that i've ever heard that are like oh that's so revolutionary but if nobody takes the time to say no it's not revolutionary but nobody's doing it why how can i do it to make an impact to make a difference that's your first step yeah yeah it's like being
1: curious right it's following that curiosity to figure out what can this look like right how does this
0: happen yep absolutely and you and you learn It's the best way to say it i guess look at what you can do look at the difference that you can make in somebody else's life um and you may have to steer. I mean, quite frankly, the Crayon Initiative started with crayons, because I was told, slow your roll, like you're thinking too big of all the different things that you want to do. Let's focus on something tangible, and then we can go do other things. Um, So, you know, again, it comes back to that take little bites at a time. If you have a vision of what you want to achieve, if you know that it'll benefit other people, Or it'll just benefit yourself that's okay too yeah you know yeah take take on the challenge and just do little pieces at a time and you'll get there
1: yeah so since you open the door for like saying okay bigger initiatives and kind of future thinking what is it that you want to see happen next like what are the next evolution you know the next evolution iterations of this
0: sure that obviously there's the crayons and that will always be our backbone of who we are and what we do, but seeing what a difference the crayons make to that child and to the family, quite frankly, because it's not just the child, it's the whole family that's witnessing whether it's the drawings from the child. We have a lot of people that receive our crayons where they're the siblings and they draw to give to the sibling that's the patient in there. So the crayons is that that tool but the question then becomes what other art things can we give these kids as an escape so whether that's arts and crafts whether that's music whether that's etc we're coming up with different ways to build out a whole system an ecosystem basically for these pediatric patients so we become kind of that go-to for the therapeutic art side of their stay in the hospital
1: Mm, love that love that yeah because really you know creativity is huge and like you said you know the crayons are, are a tool in somebody's hand and to be able to help unlock that creativity using that specific tool but then other tools that can come in and even do different things, bigger things. Um, I mean, that's, that's a, what an opportunity that's there. Um, And I'm just curious, like, in terms of when you approached the the hospitals, like, was that a a welcome thing? I mean, I know you said you had the connection there, um, that was a relationship already in place, but like, even in terms of going okay I, I we have these materials we have these resources we want to put them in the hands of people um you would think that people would say sure open arms but we all know that there's a lot of red tape and politics and etc cetera, etc cetera. <laughs> you know uh, especially in bigger corporations and things so was that a, a smooth thing or were there things you had to figure out even in that part of the journey
0: it, it's interesting because as i mentioned my background with manufacturing so the way that i looked at everything was we had a collection situation we had a manufacturing situation in the middle and then we had the give to the hospital section right so it's kind of three parts and coming from manufacturing i'm like i'm not worried at all about the middle let's worry about getting crayons and giving crayons and we'll figure the rest out uh so i talked to a couple restaurants as i mentioned at the very beginning and they're like done i'm like Okay, we'll get crayons then. Sounds good. Let's deal with the hospitals. And pretty much when I brought the concept to them, there's a lot of hesitation just in terms of we get people like you coming in all the time. So show me. So we showed them good crayons and the crayons that we were making and what we wanted to do. And it was pretty much awesome. How fast can you make them? And how many can I get? I was like, oh well, we made 10 in my <laughs> kitchen. Um, So hold on, I'll get back to you. Uh, So we very quickly basically did proof of concept and everybody was involved saying, yes, we will help. And yes, we will take. And so we had to dive into the manufacturing side of it. So to answer the question, it really wasn't as hard as I had mentally set out that it was going to be to get into all these different hospitals um it, it was about finding again a resource that they didn't have right so we were filling a hole for them that they now didn't have to spend money on or the kids were only getting the hospital would buy bulk and so the kids would get green and blue today and that was the only crayons that they got but now they get a eight pack of crayons and the first feedback that we got from the early hospitals are that the kids are super excited because with eight colors they can do fairies and princesses and superheroes and all this other stuff when we would just give them two colors it gave them something to do it occupied them but they couldn't create what they really wanted to create so the hospitals jumped on very quickly out of all the hospitals we'd given to there's been a few hospitals that politely decline after the fact, but basically because they're a NICU, so they don't have kids old enough, or or they specialize in that, or they specialize in burn victims, so they can't allow anything from the outside pretty much in. And the only other piece of the puzzle that we had to solve for the hospitals uh, that several hospitals asked for at the very beginning was to show that, hey, you just took use crans. <laughs> what are you doing with them that you can give used grants to a, you know, immune compromised child in a hospital. So we did lab testing that our process to show that our process was killing any germs or bacteria on any kinds of crayons that came in. And so as soon as we showed them that report their the doors were open. Mm-hmm.
1: Love that, that, um, all along the way it's like the different things you probably didn't realize you had to think about but you just dealt with in the moment as you needed to taking the right next step right i mean uh, and and as far as like um even the people around you right i'm assuming that they're there you you know there's the person you knew in the hospital side and and there's obviously the conversation you had with your wife initially but i'm assuming there are also strategic relationships that you had along the way that were helpful in facilitating this right i mean Were those people that you naturally had around you? Did you have to seek some people out? Was a mixture of both? Like, can you talk about like that
0: piece of things? Kind of a mixture of both, to be honest with you. A lot of it was from my network in general, um, conceptually of how to do things. But one of the husband actually of the, uh, child life specialist that I talked about that we went down he was with me from day one um, you know basically being the chemist in the kitchen and playing with colors and trying to figure out how we were going to do all this stuff so we pulled them in and then through our various networks kept pulling in other people as we knew uh, that could help us the melting that we're doing today the technology that we're using today this connection to uh, artificial log company and an artificial log is basically wax and sawdust so they melt a lot of wax so they're like sure you can come down and play with our equipment and you know test out different things and we ended up purchasing very similar equipment to what on a small scale that they use in their major factories so we got to play and go that's a much better way of doing this than the way we've been doing it. So it's constantly asking people, not being afraid to ask people, uh, do you know anybody that does X? No, yeah. but I think Joe does. Hold on a second. you know. So don't be afraid to ask and use that network. I, From my background, I luckily have a pretty wide, vast network. Um, and so when you ask these questions, a lot of them are like, what are you doing? Hold on. (laughs) Explain that one more time to me. Okay. I did hear you correctly. Great. Okay. Maybe you want to try this. So we would try it, you know, so there's, you always have that network. Definitely rely on your network because somebody knows somebody that knows somebody that can do something for you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I think it's a testimony to say, you know, nobody's truly doing anything alone it's always bringing people into the process, bringing people, and whether that's the idea part or that's the execution and delivery, there's always people involved that we need to surround ourselves with. Um, And I think that's also recognizing where our limitations are and where other people's strengths are. And when we start all showing up with our strengths and our abilities, I think then then we become something much bigger uh, and more impactful for sure. Um, So, just curious too, like in terms of, um, you know, you, you have the, the, um, you have this kind of going and and people are are contributing. You said like Boy Scouts and uh, uh, schools clean out days and, um, if somebody's listening to this right now and they're like hey I love what you're doing Brian Uh, I I love this initiative I would love to be involved somehow like what's a practical way that someone could be involved is it like giving crayons is there a a way that they can do that or is it donating money a time volunteering lay it on us like how can people help
0: yeah definitely um it obviously depends geographically where you are we have people that want to quote volunteer like you're in you know back east so It's other than a collection drive of crayon crayon collection or financial contributions, it's pretty tough to volunteer because our facility is in California. So if they're local, definitely we try to get volunteers in there. Uh, Our model's changed a little bit on our volunteers since COVID, but we still have volunteers going into the facility Definitely check out the website, thecranninitiative.org, for collection and playbooks, whether you're a community, a scout, schools, restaurants, et cetera, we have playbooks. But then the biggest piece, which you kind of touched on, is financial contributions. Um, People don't realize that, yes, you're a nonprofit. Oh, we gave you free crayons. Well, guess what, folks? It costs a lot of money to convert those crayons into new crayons. And we don't charge the hospital a dime. So we cover all the shipping, et cetera, to the hospital. Forget production. There's also the logistics costs in it. So financial contributions are very big for us and one of the hardest components for us as a nonprofit, because everybody thinks I gave crayons, so I made my contribution. But that's just the first step of the entire process.
1: Mm. Yeah. So I think what people can hear and take away from that is there are several points at which they can plug in and be helpful, uh, that they can be a part of what is happening with the initiative. Um, And so I would encourage anybody, you know, I, I know several artist friends that I can think of. They have a surplus of some materials, and specifically, even old crayons that may they may have acquired from who knows where, right? <laughs> and so, uh, other art institutes that are local, even um, you know, once you start thinking about the the issue and the materials that are needed and the need that's there, I think very quickly you can start to to associates that with people and opportunities that are right around everybody. And I think. Um, You know, it's a beautiful thing, Brian, that you've done in that you, you took this idea, you created something yourself, right? This is your creation, but your creation is actually an invitation for other people to then go and create. And that is the ripple effect, right? That is, this is bigger than you. It's bigger than the initiative itself, even. It taps into, you know, who knows how many lives have been changed and will be changed because of this and practical things that are in the hands, you know, crayons in the hands of, of children, unlocking not only some creativity and joy and then impacting the families, um, the, the ripple effect of that can be so huge. So I just wanna thank you for what it is that you have doing. I wanna thank you for listening to that voice that said, I need to act on this idea and not just sit on it. Um, and to know that there are lives that have been changed because of that and that will continue to change. So um, sincerely, I just want to say thank you.
0: Well, thank you. I appreciate you having me and, you know, and that's really the, the ripple effect is a great way to explain it. Um, It's not that we've given out X hundreds of thousands of packs. It's that hundreds of thousands of packs created exponential pieces of artwork and relief and stress you know reducing for children parents siblings it that part is the pretty cool part about the whole thing yes a pack absolutely. of crayons is a pack of crayons but w- we see that difference that it's making so that part is awesome to watch
1: yes 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 one last question I'd love to ask you um and that would be This can be from any area of life doesn't necessarily have to be tied to your experience in creating and or even creating this initiative. But um, if there's somebody who is listening today and they're starting to to think, okay, I need to act on my ideas, I need to act on on these urges to execute. What advice would you give somebody today? Some kind of life advice maybe that you've been given along the way or some kind of, um, you know, you referred to before, you know, failure is not an option kind of thing, a mantra that you keep coming back to. Uh, Is there anything else that you might share with somebody today who you would want to encourage them to go and show up for their uh, creative ideas?
0: Do your homework. Um, You know, people think that this just started Uh, they see videos and it just started in my kitchen. Well, no, not really. I did a ton of research beforehand trying to figure out what to do. So it's about if you have this idea, learn about it, learn all the aspects of it, learn all the nuances about it, learn all the different components that will go into making you successful. Are you going to be successful right out of the gate? Possibly, but probably not. So don't be afraid to say that didn't work. I need to learn why that didn't work come away from that do some more homework and then reapply to it so i guess the biggest piece of it is don't be afraid to take that step but it's going to require work to take the next step yeah
1: but as we've seen in your story it is so worth it when you choose yourself in that and you say yeah i'm not going to wait for someone else to give me the permission so to speak but you give yourself the permission to show up and do the work. Um awesome. Awesome.
0: Absolutely, thank you.
1: So, thank you so much for our time today. I want to again encourage the listeners to go and be sure to go to the website. Again, it's uh the crayoninitiative.org, right? Correct. And um be a part of what's going on, give in whatever way you can, and let's continue to encourage Brian and his team and um and the kids and the families that are being impacted. So, thank you again for our time today.